Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Soul Look Podcast. Well, we're back at it with my next guest and a dear friend of mine. I love talking with this guy. Jake Nalapa is a guitarist from Bethel Church. He's a songwriter out of Redding, California. Jake is also a trainer and is currently going through Bethel's ministry school. Me and Jake actually met about two years ago in Redding. We were both Atlanta natives at the time before he moved out to Redding, California. We sat down on New Year's Day for a few to catch up on creativity, talk about music, and our perspectives going into the new year, and of course, the current state of our country with the recent events that have happened at the beginning of this year. So, I hope you enjoy. This is Jake Nalapa on the Soul Look Podcast. All right. So, how are you feeling? Ah, pretty good, man. Pretty good. <laughs> Just ready to take on this beast of a year. Yeah, is it a beast? Already? Yep. (laughs) Yep. Woke up, checked my bank account this morning. There wasn't any more full than yesterday. So Uh did did your um did your stimulus come in yet? No. So I I don't know if I should be saying this out loud, but I don't get stimulus I don't get any Mm. stimulus so far because when I was back in Atlanta, my gym that I worked at paid me as a quote-unquote subcontractor mm-hmm. <laughs> under the table. So I couldn't file that. Yeah. And so I wasn't able to – I didn't even file my taxes last year just because I didn't make enough technically. So I didn't get stimulus either. Okay. Wow. It's wild. That is wild. So here um, I am. I mean, you're doing pretty good. Doing good already. Yeah, I'm doing fine. I have a roof <laughs> over my head and food in the kitchen. Yeah. I paid off my kitchen this year. I'm 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 good. Yeah. What's the um what's what's the weather like over there right now? Oh, it's so just cold and overcast. It's like it sits in the mid forties, so not really cold, but you know, cool. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like it's because it's, it's literally ugly over here. It's like oh yeah no I was just I was I came back to Atlanta for like three days last week and it was just like wet and damp and I was like yeah yeah it's like oh, it's like go back up. it's super ugly over here like it's I I went went out this morning and it was just like pouring rain it just it randomly just pours rain for just no reason. Just no reason at all. It just starts mm-hmm. pouring rain. Like it's it just it's, from like nothing, like downpour in seconds. Yeah, exactly. Like exactly. it's crazy. Rain depresses me. I know so many people who are like, "It's raining. I feel so alive." I'm like, "Ugh, I don't want to leave my house to get wet." <laughs> <laughs> I think. Well, I think also like the aesthetic of rain and like the visual you know, imagery of rain, I, I love because like, you know, when I think about like, when I, like for a day like this, this is a perfect day. And I think about the songs I can play with this kind of, you know, with this kind of weather. I think about like the movies I can watch with this kind of weather, you know, um, you know, like just the, you know, the feeling of like being in, in, in my room, in my bed, watching whatever, 
you know, mostly sports. The games are on right now. So as soon as I get off of here, I'm going straight to those those college. What game? Hmm? Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are games on today. Yeah, they're on. They're up right now. Uh, Georgia's getting their – well, Georgia's getting their butt whooped earlier, which is very interesting. So. <laughs> what else? Uh, so, I'm a full college basketball right now, so. I know mm-hmm. all is where it's at. I didn't know you were a college basketball fan. So, my, I grew up in my house. My dad is a diehard Maryland fan. Oh, wow. And when I was four years old, I was four years old, and the guy who, the family who used to babysit me when I was a kid were massive Duke fans. And mm. so, if you know anything about that, Duke can have a little bit of a rivalry. Going. Oh, yes. It's, it's, it's so heated. Convert- oh, yeah. And so they converted me to a Duke fan, got me like a T-shirt and a hat and everything, and sent me home in that one day. And ever since then, my dad just like was like, "No, absolutely not." And it's just in my head as a four-year-old, I'm like, "I'm winning." <laughs> so I've been a Duke fan for the last like almost the last fifteen years, probably. Oh my god, I love it! I love it. I've been a I have a confession to me. I've been an undercover Duke fan forever. Like I've everyone been, is, everyone's an undercover. Undercover. Duke they're fan. just they're fun. They're electric. They've got the good players. Their point guards are entertaining. Yeah, it's just, and it, it just it pains me to watch North Carolina win. It just it just pain. It really just drives me nuts. I I yeah. <laughs> and we'll we go back and forth like the all-time records within like three or four games right now probably mm-hmm. between unc and duke yeah and that's so and that year, goes back it goes back like what 80 years right like long it's a, it's a long, long time, time. Mm-hmm. And, the, and the margin is so close which is so great yeah that's amazing how they just kept up with each other but i mean I'll give it to them. both UNC is generally a good team, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Is it Roy oh, yeah. Williams? I think is their Roy Williams. He's a solid. Yeah. Solid. It's phenomenal coach. Shout out to, shout out to Roy Williams, for sure. And and UNC, I will say. But he's okay. Yeah, I mean, and you know what? Um, I hate Virginia. <laughs> Yeah. Like the team, I feel like everyone in the United States, especially on the East Coast, just like has a general like at Virginia. Yeah, I, like, I don't know if you spent time here. If you have, I'm sorry. It's just, <laughs> I mean, like the, it's just it's just a team. Like the Cavaliers, I just like when they won the national championship, I was like, ah. Nah, this is not good. <laughs> yeah, why? <laughs> this is why? I, I mean, feel the same mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're, I think I as much as like this isn't a Duke thing to say. I think my least favorite still has to be Villanova. Really, I kind of like Villanova. I okay, so this goes back to like a rivalry I've had with a friend for probably the probably at least ten years now. Mm-hmm. She's massive Villanova fan, and I'm massive Duke fan. We just we both one of us loses a lot of money every year, 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I'm not afraid to put my money on the line when it comes to college ball and it gets me in trouble. That's that's respect. I can't do that yet. Maybe I'll get there to that point. No, I drop a drop a single or no, something. No, don't. It's not. It's not something I'm proud of. I mean, I am, but here we. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, but it's. No, I, I respect that. Like I, I respect it because I can't. I can't do that. Like you know, like I'm pretty sure. Like there's a lot of people that are putting money on these college football games right now. Like, and I'm just like. You know they're putting their whole stimulus on them on them game. <laughs> like I'm gonna throw the they whole. Get a check, they're like, I can bet on, I can gamble this. Oh yeah, I'm throwing, a, I'm throwing this whole six hundred on this, on this, on this, on this game, man. It's crazy. The whole, the whole extended six hundred dollar stimulus check. Yeah, yeah, we were supposed to get two grand. Well, we could have got two grand. I think it was France. I can't remember. There, I saw a list of countries and like how much their been their stimuluses have been. Yeah. They're getting paid thousands a month. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To sit home. Yeah. And not leave. Yeah. I would have no problem quarantining if I'm making two grand a month. Uh, shoot, you let, look. I heard. I heard about the. Um, what was it that? Um, they wanted to do like a lockdown for a couple of months. I don't know if that was – I heard that was a rumor. Like, I, I mean, I've, I feel like they've thrown that idea around a few times. Mm-hmm. So, and also, at this point, I don't know who I trust and don't trust, really. I mean, I mean honestly, <laughs> I honestly, you're like – you're 100%. I'm like, I don't know, you know. So I just kind of just go with it. Or, you know, you, you pray. <laughs> yeah, I mean – that was that, that hasn't given me wrong yet. Yeah, he's not. He's he doesn't give. And usually, if I usually if I if I get if I get information that he gave me, meaning God, and I whatever I do with that information, that's on me. But you know, like because people do that all the time. Like my personal, um, just where I, I feel like where I draw the line or I just kind of tune out of the conversations of spirituality when it comes to our faith is when people, when I see people constantly on like YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and they're constantly like telling people what God told them. And it's just like, like, okay, God talks to me all the time, but you know, I don't, you know, I don't go all go out and let everyone know, like keeps, you know, God told me this God like God tells you a lot of things, you know, throughout the course of a week. Oh, <laughs> and like and it's not just it's not like, you know, just hey, maybe you should go and pay for that person's meal. It's like, you know, these big wild predictions or, you know, uh corrections and stuff like that. And I just I feel like I tune out with that, man. I, I can't I, I can't listen to I mean, Oh, yeah, no, there's – I think it comes down to heart behind it because there's – I mean, sure, God gives big revelations, big things like that to people all the time. 100%. But even in the Bible, um, 
I mean, the downloads he gave to Paul and his ministry, he was like, but this is not for them yet. Like mm-hmm. he gave, you can bet there are so many things that God was speaking into the lives of the apostles that were not written to the Bible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it's so not, true. not there's, there's things that are meant for people. And there are things that are meant for just your own heart and your own journey. Mm-hmm. Kind of thing. Yeah. Like, it's, not, it's so, cause you so easily get wrapped up. God said this, God said that. And it's like, okay, great. But why are you sharing this if it's not to edify the greater good mm-hmm. or just to bring attention to yourself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I think a lot of it is, you know, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's definitely a hard thing and, like, wanting to be validated and wanting oh, to yeah. be affirmed in the fact that God speaks to you. And it's like these, these whatever he gives you, it is for you. Sometimes he gives it to you for others. You don't always have to dress up, dress it up and say, well, God told me, God showed me, God told me, God showed me. Because even in our conversations, um, you know, we've talked to each other about things that God gave us, but it's never like a, you know, hey, Jay, I want to, you know, tell you what God told me. You know, like, it, it, it's like, you know, you're not, you're not. Mm-hmm. it's meant to build up it's yeah. meant to if it doesn't carry the heart of god of it's building it's growing it's you know it's just it's out of love yeah if it's not coming out of that place that's when it becomes dangerous mm-hmm. and especially when because i've seen like and i'm not saying this about any particular people but i've seen it plenty of times people said well god said this yeah you as like a almost like an argument tool like a tool of rhetoric if mm-hmm, you know. mm-hmm. it, it makes me think of like youth camp god said i'm gonna marry you i met you yesterday <laughs> god said it. And there's a reason that there's a rule at um are you familiar with ihop international house of prayer yeah 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 they at their ministry school one of their rules is you cannot prophesy marriage to anyone ever mm-hmm <laughs> because people can think how easy it is because you hear it and you're like oh yeah i'm gonna marry that person how many times have we thought that oh man and and we're like i feel like god did it and then it's like mm, oh maybe not well well we <laughs> talked about I, th- I think um when we went to um when we went to worship you um i think they talked about that where they talked where we had that that prophetic class um mm-hmm. and they talked about like the one the two things that they don't talk about are or they don't prophesy and if you're not familiar with prophecy yeah it no mates no dates if you're not familiar with prophecy it's just it's basically in a nutshell just saying something that you felt that god was telling you that's literally just prophecy one-on-one um, you know, you heard something, you saw something, you felt something, you read something, whatever it is, you just feel this impression that God was trying to give you and you go out and you say, yeah, it yeah, usually is to predict. Yeah. It's usually to predict the future, um, to edify, which is just build people up, um, to shine light, you know, when it comes to whatever you may be dealing with, you know, and all that stuff is I feel like, you know, in organized um, Christianity, 
I feel like that is has been very much abused. Um, very much so. I uh, mm-hmm. we were reading a book here for school a few weeks ago, and there was a quote from it was one of Chris Valentin's books, and he says he goes the true the true um, purpose of every prophetic word is to call every son and daughter closer to their true identity. Mm-hmm. And it, you see so much that like, I feel like God's gonna, mm-hmm. gonna do this. And it's like, great. Like, look, there are times where God's very specific about life things and stuff, but so often you find that it's almost like a doomsday message. Yeah. Subtly. And they're like, if you don't do this, and it's like, that's not, God, that's not how God operates out of it. Yeah. Doom, doomsday. Yeah. You know, I, I, I know, you know, from, you know, this year or this or this previous year, cause we're now in 2021, like there was a lot of things that I was definitely very outraged about. Um, and I was very vocal about, and, you know, I, I got to the place, I got to the place a couple of days ago, um, before we rang in this new year is that like, it's, it's cool to drop truth. This it's cool to shine light on things, but if it's not rooted in love, then there really is no, you're really just, you know, like, you know, like it says resounding gong and clanging cymbal. You're just making noise. And you know, it also is like the, the, the thing that I ran into and I had to learn is that, you know, you can drop truth and have righteous anger and it still come from a place of, you know, dysfunction mm-hmm. and hurt and anger and resentment and trying to stir up more drama and more trouble. But because you're hurt, you don't see that because you're just trying to get, you're trying to find, you're trying to find some, some healing or some, um, you know, some relief from what is aggravating you, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah, no, totally. There's, um, and we even talked about this before, just um, in that pain, in that how to, like, cause, Jesus felt pain. Jesus threw tables. Jesus cried. Jesus wept. That's one mm-hmm. of my favorite verses in the entire Bible. Jesus wept. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's so much room for, and as we all saw this year, there's a lot of room for growth in that area mm-hmm. of how to, how do we deal with pain? How do we deal with emotions in a healthy way without repressing them? Yeah. Like, because it's, it's really easy to be like, oh, I shouldn't be angry over this. But that's a genuine feeling. Like, this is how I feel. And there needs to be attention drawn to that. Yeah. And finding that balance of like, okay, am I going to sit in this? Am I going to think about it? Am I, is it one of those things that I could just say, you know what? I don't need to be angry over this and push it out of the way. Yeah. And we talked about this, picking your pain. Yeah. Um, there was one of my favorite quotes um, is because, and especially for me, just like dealing with all of life, dealing with these things. And there's a quote from Jason Valentin that says, it's pain is inevitable, but suffering is a choice. Mm. 
Mm. And it's like, that one hit me because it's like, everyone's like, feel this, let feel your emotions. And we live in such a day of like self-help, self, just self-love, just mental health it is amazing. I love all of it. Mm-hmm. But until there's guidance where you see, okay, because we can sit on mental health too long. Mm-hmm. That is a very mm-hmm. thing where people will choose that suffering is a choice and they'll choose to sit in that in the, yeah. in the title of mental health, yeah. thinking they're processing, but they're just sitting. Mm-hmm. And so there's this, like, there needs to be a guidance of healing in that. And it's mm-hmm. not just, it can't just be a, I feel sad. It's a, <laughs> I feel sad. How do we, how do, what, what in my heart needs to be addressed from this? What, mm-hmm. How do we, and then even responding to the pain, to responding to the source of it and still carrying that love. It's hard, bro. Mm-hmm. I have, I've, I think I lost one friend this year to just pain that came out of like a disagreement or something that was happening in the world. Mm-hmm. And I lost one friend. And as soon as that was over, I was like, okay. I'm not sharing my opinions with anybody, but it's, yeah, it's just, it's super important to just, yes, process pain. Yes. Validate all of your emotions, but not to let them drive you. Emotions are a great indicator, but a terrible master. Yeah. Yeah. They're a, um, <clears throat> I, um, I heard translation said it's a, it's a gauge, not a guide. Um, yep. You know, like, I mean, and then even in that, like, it can guide you to learn, you know, deeper um, revelations about yourself and who you are, um, who God is, the world around you. Um, but to be mastered, like you said, by those feelings is a struggle. For sure, especially for us who are very creative, you know, and super empathetic, we and super sensitive, we feel all the time. So, you know, it makes it very hard because we're a lot of us, you, me, we're very emotion or feeling based. You know, we feel first, then we rationalize second, you know. But then we're also, I know you're extremely wise. So I know you, and you think, you know, very deep. That's one of the, one of the um, benefits to our relationship. So how have you um, processed the pain of this year? Or, or, you know, like, before I say that, like we, we, we look at these years and I was just on the phone talking to a friend about it. Like we look at these years as like books of our lives and like you know this is the final chapter of 2020 and it's like i'm i the one thing i'm i'm abandoning and changing going into this year is that my life is not a series of books my life is it's it's a story being continuously being written so Mm -hmm. and actually in in heaven it's if you believe in heaven it's already written you know, all my days are written, you know, it talks about that. It's that's in scripture, but you know, it's a continuation of my life. You know, it's not a, we always look at our, these years as these movies or these, these episodes to the series of our lives. 
and we open them and we close them in that way and think like, okay, you know, 2021 is going to be better than 2020, you know, and I hope it is for a lot of people because a lot of people have gone through a lot of stuff in 2020 and 2020 was just a very abnormal, just a very strange year. I personally didn't really celebrate it. I celebrated it, yes, but I didn't celebrate it with the perspective that 2021 was going to be any better or that 2021 is going to, you know, going to, like, I'm going to blink my eyes three times and then everything that happened last year or yesterday is going to change. You know, it's just, it's just a change of the calendar. It's not necessarily, you know, th this new thing. And we always say like new year, new me. I've uh, like, for me personally, I've, I'm abandoning that because it's not, it's a new year, but it's me continuously learning, growing, evolving, changing, processing all those different things instead of me looking at 2020 as this horrific series uh, season of my life and now 2021 is just going to be this better version of my life it's no it's just a continuation it's not a cut it's a start and a stop it's a it's continuing you know so i go into this year with the same with you know with the same perspective i'm going to grow I'm going to evolve. I'm going to work. I'm going to focus. I'm going to, you know, unlearn. I'm going to learn instead of, you know, just taking everything from 2020 and putting it in a closet and closing the door and, and locking that door and acting like it never happens, you know? Now, yeah. And that would, that is the biggest way right there to miss what God and what even just in general, not, not even what God's doing, but just in life and learning to lock away something because it was different. Cause it was painful and not take anything from it. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like, cause failure is the greatest teacher. Disappointment is an amazing teacher. But if you just shove it in there, cause it wasn't fun and you didn't feel that you're going to miss so much. Cause think about how much you learned this year. Think about how much you grew as a person this year. And I'm sure it's the same for so many people out there. Like for me, like, yeah, it was a weird year. It wasn't like what I expected, but I'm not even putting it in the category of a bad year. This has been one of my favorite seasons that I've ever lived in right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of, you know, home for, I was in Atlanta for a little bit working, just preparing to move. And I moved out to California, have, met some of the most amazing people that will be lifelong friends out here, made connections, started moving my career. Yeah. Just things move and to, to throw that all in the idea of like, Oh, well that was 2020. So screw that would be just like a torrential waste. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and so, you're right. Um, and it's yeah. the, the idea of just being, being thankful. Cause like, yeah, there are some people who, I'm because everyone takes this differently. Everyone, everyone is living a little bit differently right now. Some people haven't left their house in two months. Yeah. Some people haven't left in eight months. Some people haven't talked to people that long. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. for me, like I, I've been around more people than less. Um, obviously careful, cautious, but like, mm -hmm. just not shutting everything. And so like. There are some people out there who probably have had a much rougher time through this than I have. Yeah. Um, and that's, look, that's your choice. That's how it is. But even for them to be alone with yourself that long 
and not grow and learn would be Mm -hmm. such a waste of a year. Well, you know, there's a lot of people that are um, definitely have checked into therapy and counseling and stuff, you know, because, yeah, yeah, because of, because of this year um, and because they realize that they need it or because, or in effect of this year, like they've actually, it's actually like worked on them so bad and it's been beating them up so bad that they have to go and check themselves in to something. Um, what are they, um, cause I know down, I know over here in, in Georgia, they are really like, you know, it's, it's kind of up in the air, um, when it comes to like wearing masks and, you know, social distancing, like yeah. we, so yeah, California is, um, California something. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the governor of California is mm-hmm. very, um, very pro lockdown pro mm-hmm. pro a lot of things I agree with, but He's very, um, he's a very pretty, interesting guy. He's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Not, not my favorite. Yeah, um, I, I get it. I get it. So SoCal, SoCal is pretty shut down. Um, down heard. south, you get LA, San Diego, they're all locked up. Um, he, Newsom issued a, uh, like the curfew thing and like gathering restrictions and the city of Reading at least was like, <laughs> no. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. They just said no. So are they like, are like, like in like really like public places, like, you know, restaurants and stores and stuff. Are they, do you see a lot of people not wearing masks or a lot of people are wearing masks? Um, I mean, most people wear masks. Like it's most stores will say, Hey, wear a mask. And that's, that's easy. Like, that's fine. Mm -hmm. Um, restaurants are usually like that until, until you're like sitting down eating, but Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's where my only, um, I'm not really not really a rebuttal or like you know a, a disagreement. Like I, you know, my thing is like okay, you know, it's there's a lot of stuff going on. The mask isn't really for me; it's for people around me and stuff like that. You know, it's just it's just okay, just, just mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's painless to me um, to wear one. I feel like I personally think it takes more yeah. it takes more resistance and it takes more energy to not wear one than there is to wear one, but that, I mean, to each his own, like if you, if you don't want to wear one, then you don't want to wear one. I don't, I, you know, I personally think you just, just wear one. It's not a big deal, you know, but you know, some people think otherwise, but you know, it's just a very, just, it's a very, very peculiar time right now overall. Um, and just where we're at. And that's why like, you know, celebrating this year, I didn't personally feel any relief or any like bliss and I think that we kind of built up 2021 or just 2020 that, you know, we, we, this year was horrific. It was, it was a very crazy year, but you know, the idea that, you know, 2021 is going to be the savior or the relief of all that stuff is kind of, you know, that's not, that's not real, you know, like it's, it, we can, we go into this, and I feel, and I still feel like we're in transition. I still feel like we're in transition as a people. We're tra- we're in transition as a country. We're in transition, and I'm not even talking about politics because um, it's deeper than politics. I just feel like we're in a, tra- a transition in culture and in time. 
And, you know, um, however you feel about it, you know, that's how you feel. But, um, you know, I think everyone can feel that this, these times are not um, normal. Um, but then again, what is normal? You know, like it's, it, it, it comes and goes, yeah. it ebbs and flows, that rhymes. But, you know, it's, it, it is what it is, you know? So, I mean, we, we, just, we just go with it, you know? That's the thing. It's one of the things that God was just teaching me earlier in the year, right before this all started was just the idea of like, you know, he's a lamp unto our feet, light into our path kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. And he was like, he was like, he goes, how far do lamps actually shine though? Mm-hmm. And I was like, not very far. And he goes, exactly. All you have to do is step forward. Mm-hmm. Keep stepping. The, the lamp will illuminate the step in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's not going to illuminate the whole journey, just the path. And so that's been this year, just like, this is weird. Mm-hmm. Like these circumstances are weird. I don't want to do this. I don't, want to stay home yeah like look just keep yeah and that's all you can don't focusing on things i can't change was a very was a very dangerous thing at first Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. just because look everyone has a freaking opinion look go on facebook for five minutes you'll find six different opinions (laughs) yeah six or seven of them probably the stupidest thing you've ever heard and and everyone has it every and three out of and three out of four of those people that are arguing probably know each other outside of Facebook. <laughs> they like have some form of relationship. Like they know they know each other outside of Facebook, which is just so funny. They did have a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that's, and that was one thing God made very clear to me. He goes, Don't comment. Just, yeah. Just don't. Yeah. That, for me, like my heart can get out of the, can be put in the wrong place so quickly. And now, cause mm. I get, I get, I get worked up reading stupid things. Mm-hmm. Everyone has, everyone's entitled to an opinion, but not all opinions are created equal. Well, There's you know what? Really stupid. Yeah. Well, you know what? I'm glad that me and you have had conversations that moved past social media. Um, Cause I was very, I was very vocal this year about how I felt about a lot of things. Um, not everything was accurate. It's just how I felt, how I felt. And that's the beauty about your feelings is that, you know, um, is that you, you, you can, it's okay to feel it and it's great to validate it. You know, are you right? I mean, that's up to the, that's up to, that's up to, it's subjective. It's, it's up to you and that's up to God or how, you know, however, you know, however it is, it, it, there is really no right and wrong because that's just how you feel. Just deal with how you feel first. But you know, it's for us, you, the right and the wrong, yeah, the right and the wrong comes into how you act out of those feelings. That is, that's there. You go. You never, yeah. There's nothing wrong with feeling anything, feeling anger, feeling sadness. Emotions are a God-given thing, but it's how you act out of those. So when you, when you're just enraged and you're angry because like there's been a million things have been angry over this year (laughs) Um, and then learning how to not learning how to act in love Mm -hmm. but still be angry you can Mm -hmm. be angry and still be godly yeah now acting out of anger and acting in something that crosses lines that's when we have problems so Mm -hmm. for instance this is my opinion um and this is 
this is probably a more sensitive subject, but you know what? Go for it. Let's go for it. Go for it. Um, all the crazy racial things that's been happening this year. Mm-hmm. Like, it was terrible. There have been so many terrible, inexcusable things that have happened this year. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, now, have it be known, I am speaking from a white male perspective. Okay. So, my, just have that said. Mm-hmm. I in support of everything that's happened this year in whether it be uh, just the huge movement that sparked out of George Floyd this year. Mm-hmm. Um, all of those things that were like, hey, we have problems that we need to fix. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah. I'm like, let's protest. Go. Let's protest. Let's do it. And then as soon as like the violence broke out and I was like, I understand. Like, I get it. Like, I so get it. And I'm sure you can agree with this too. As much as the purpose and the heart behind it was like, right when do where do we draw the line of okay this is too far now we're acting out of the wrong place Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. kind of thing Mm -hmm. so for me personal view i was like okay we can turn to violence and i don't violent that's that's a whole nother topic Mm -hmm. but we can't turn to when fighting for equality to just when we're whenever there's equality evolved to put something down lower Mm-hmm. Then what you're fighting out of mm-hmm. doesn't create a quality. Mm-hmm. It just creates a new hierarchy, mm-hmm. which defeats the whole quality. And that's like, it breaks my heart that we have to go through this because I feel like it should be such a simple thing. Mm-hmm. Like it really should be. Well, um, when, and the fact mm-hmm. that we still. You know, oh, no. I mean, I know. I, I, I love what you said 100%. Um, because a lot of that can be, um, I guess, misconstrued and mis and misguided that we, and I was talking, again, I was, you know, I was on the phone earlier and I was like, we can, it, whether you believe in Jesus, whether you believe in whatever, whatever God you believe in, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we go into these, these movements and we bring everything with us except the things that we need love (laughs) empathy mercy grace Mm. um humility understanding sympathy truth Mm -hmm. we go into it with feeling emotion anger rage you know cynicism sarcasm all those different things. And I love me some sarcasm. You know, I mean, I know, like, oh. yeah, I love sarcasm. God, you know, I hear God speak to me in sarcasm. More than <laughs> it's, it's, you know, like, it's, it, you know, but we, for example, for us who are, you know, for me and you, because we come from ministry, we have a ministry background in Christianity. Mm-hmm. We bring everything, we bring everything but Jesus. Mm-hmm. Everything, go, we, we get outraged, we get mad, we get, we get, we get all, we get passionate. We get all these different things, but we bring everything except for the things that make us all one and make us all human and make us all ground, you know, leveled, you know, cause the ground's level at the, at the foot of the cross. Like that's what Brooke Ledger would say. And I never forgot that, um, who is a worship leader at Hillsong. Um, you know, everything, there is no hierarchy. There is no ebb. There's, there is no, 
There is no hill of things that are worse than each other. We are all on one playing field. Everyone is on ground level. There is none that are worse or better than the other. We are all at fault. So when we go into these groups and we tribalize with one another, you know, I'm angry about said topic. Instead of actually, we get so riled up, and this is what happened to me, and this is when I got lost in the sauce of all the stuff that's happened this year, is that we, we get so caught up in the anger and the frustration and rage and all that stuff, and we tribalize, and then we come together in our groups and point out what the other person's not doing. And we, but we don't mobilize and we don't organize and we don't do what we need to do so that we can actually see change. We get so caught up on the problem that we don't actually go out and find solutions to the problem. You know, how can we fix this in our world? How can we fix what's broken? Instead, we come together and we just kind of bash what the other person's not doing or what they're doing. Yeah, it's it's an attack more than it is. Uh, just a problem solving thing like it's mm-hmm. it's just to onslaught rather than find the answer it's like you know because we're going for we're fighting for equality we're fighting for our people and just basic rights but if there's not reconciliation available mm-hmm. what's the point it's just revenge at that point and that doesn't mm-hmm. make it any better you know? And you know what and you know what in when you when my humanity is stripped we have a problem. When you strip the humanity of another person that demonizes them, that makes them the bad guy, and maybe they are, and they, they definitely could be the bad guy, you know? And there's definitely yeah. some healing on, on the other side that needs to take place. And that's easier said than done, especially for, for you who, if you have been affected by, let's say, you know, sexual assault, racism, um, bigotry, marginalization of any kind, oppression of any kind. It's very hard. And I will never sit here and act like, oh, it's so simple to just forgive and to release and let go. No, there's a lot of bad blood. And you're going through, especially with these big topics, these are generations and generations and generations of, you know, trauma, you know? So you're right. Like, you know, there, this is what I will say when it comes to things like, because I've heard people talk about rioting. and why people don't agree with it and why people don't like it and yada, yada, yada. And, you know, for me, I'm not a, I don't believe in violence. I don't, I'm not a violent person. I don't like violence. I don't like seeing violence. I'm very sensitive to it, you know, but, you know, and we should be as human beings, we should be um, seeing another human being being beaten or killed or, you know, any way, shape or form is just absolutely horrific, you know, well, when you, for example, with, you know, um, African-Americans in this country, I've heard a lot of people say things out of ignorance and it is ignorance because it's not seeking to understand. You're just seeking to get your point across or how you personally feel without understanding why a group of people may react and respond in this way. When it's, I'll break it down this way is that when, it, when a child doesn't get what they want, or when a child is not being heard by their parent, the child acts out in retaliation because I'm not being heard, mm-hmm. especially when you're being told, hey, 
you can't do it this way. You can't do it this way. You can't say it this way. You can't act this way. You can't vote this way. You can't do. So when you eliminate all possibilities for me to say and act and move and feel and organize and do what you're being, you first, you're telling me this to do it this way. And then you're and then, but then you make it hard for me to do it. What, when you've eliminated everything. Yeah. When you've eliminated everything from me to, 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 voice how I feel, what do you think I'm going to do? Yeah. All you are left yeah. with, and, and in that and in that way, people become dehumanized, and they and then in turn dehumanize others, and then we become animalistic in that way of, I'm just going to react and respond, I'm going to react out of emotion and anger and outrage and I tear things up and I rip things apart and I'm destroying because you're not listening to my pain. I am in pain, mm -hmm. we are in pain and you're not listening to me. So there's only one way, because you've eliminated everything else. So there's only one way for me to respond and I'm gonna respond with the very thing that you left me with is my anger, you know? So mm -hmm. we have to do better. Yeah. And that's as, where and that's, mm -hmm. you meet that, that's when you, and that's when you hit that kind of that stalemate of, okay, um are we going to do something about this or are we going to sit and allow it to stay and so look i agree with most of it there's as long like i'm fine i was here for it when it was like even when it was crazy and people weren't getting hurt that mm -hmm. was fine like mm -hmm. i was like dude make some noise like let's mm -hmm. get it but, like it, it's just a hard place because you don't want to like because by justifying hurting someone else you're dehumanizing them just the same yeah so it's this weird in between and you can't and do so, that yeah look so if, if i had the answer or you had the answer i think we someone else would have figured it out by now too 100 100 percent, because yeah. it's, a, it's a deeper issue um so mm -hmm. what um yeah what have you um well we went to california um you know a year ago and that's where we met um and we got, you know, I was definitely exposed to a lot of food <laughs> that I absolutely oh, adored. Yeah, what have you been eating over there the most? Food? Oh gosh, I don't know. I cook. I'm, I. Well, you're one of the biggest things I've been since. What was that? You're balling on the budget right now, so I don't know how much you've been getting. I mean, budget. yeah, but like, I don't go. So I go out. I'll maybe once a week. Yeah. Like I'll I'll go out to eat once a week. That's not bad. Um nah, it's it's conservative, but like it's good. It's mm -hmm. and I'm hel I'm on the healthier side anyways, especially with like my profession. Like I have to be pretty healthy yeah. and active. Um, yeah. And just so like I'm like so I cook most of my food at home. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um food around here that's good. I feel like I've substituted coffee as a food group. <laughs> um that's uh that yeah. could be a meal some days. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think. I mean, obviously you're California. You've got your in and out. You've got stuff like that. But did you go to? Did you ever go to Habit? Crazy. Did you ever go to Habit? Yeah, I I've been there a time. Okay. Or two. okay. Yeah, 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 they're they're not bad. they're not bad. I I we went there. We went there the first time, um, last year, um, when we were like in between, mm -hmm. um, classes and stuff and we got habit and it was so good and then i had sure. it mm -hmm. 
Have you had BurgerFi out in Atlanta? No. No, not yet. Check them. BurgerFi is a popular one, but that's what they taste like. Their BurgerFi is pretty similar to that. Okay. Because I went to um, – I went to actually went to Shake Shack the first for the first time ever. Ugh. And Ugh. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you ever make it out, if you ever make it out towards like, you know, Tucker. Mm-hmm. So in downtown Tucker, there's a place called Village Burger. Holy crap, man. That place Village Burger. Okay. All right, I'm gonna have to go. I'm gonna it's have to like a, it's, like a, it's like a one location type place, oh. but it's it's kind of like the burger fries, the habits, but it's just one location. Oh, I'm definitely so, going so, there now for sure. Like, there's a um, I don't know, I don't know how much you were, you you lived around like, or you went around like Alpharetta when you were over here. Um, mm-hmm. there's a there's a place called um, Grub. It's like uh-huh. it's not Alpharetta. It's like that coming area. Oh my god! It's so yeah. I've been there. I've been uh, there once. Grub is so good. I need to go back because I haven't been in. I haven't been in a minute. But um, but yeah. Um, so you got something big going on, and I can tell in your in your in your eyes because you got the you got some extra baggage there because you're working tirelessly on something that. Would you like to would you yeah. like to show us and tell us what it is that you're working on, sir? <laughs> yeah, so we've got um, my brand new EP coming out. Come on. Um, three song EP that we recorded all back over Thanksgiving time. I spent some spent a week down in Los Angeles and mm. grinded it out with my guys out there and oh, that was a week. Really? It's, I'm still recovering from that. Really? Because we shot the music videos, shot, we recorded the music, we did everything in those few days, and it was it was busy. Yeah. But um, yeah. So I've got three songs. The title of the EP is called Rest. Mm-hmm. It's coming out. Um, the whole EP will drop on February twelfth. Mm-hmm. So coming up pretty, pretty stinking soon. So yeah. I've just been doing a lot of last minute stuff with that just like making sure the artwork's good making sure the videos are ready uh mm-hmm. all that stuff getting promotionals up trying to draw on new attention all that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. studio is kind of but a lot of people feel like they can't perform in a studio just the pressure just like this but for me I feel like that's kind of my comfort spot like it's just me and the band and we're just sitting there 
and there's freedom to freedom to make mistakes, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you can go back, you can reduce something, you can fix it. And so for me, it's just like I get to sit here because all the record, most of the recording I've done at least has always been something that I've written. So I'm sitting here with something that I've written, I've something I've brought to the table, and be like, all right, let's put this to life. Mm-hmm. So there's a, pro- it's just the process of like, okay, this is how I wrote it, which is generally just on an acoustic guitar. Now let's, let's add a full band feel to it. Let's put this stuff in. And so one by one, the track gets better and better mm-hmm. and you start to hear it coming together and it creates a little more personality because you got guitars in here. What those riffs sound like decide just the personality of the songs, mm-hmm. um, how the drums sound, everything. And so just sitting in that process of like watching that all come in is like, oh, mm-hmm. 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 It's, 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 uh, there's a lot of stress that builds up in, before that just like you're putting yourself out there so writing a song is a pretty vulnerable thing for mm-hmm. most people mm-hmm. I mean, you can write, you can write something without live it, living and experiencing it but you miss something in that when you when you're writing out of your heart and out of your experience and your sometimes pain not let me clarify that that pain should never be the only thing you can write out of though. That's a, that's a thing people will, I mean, think about it. Like, you know, you're like, I'm sad. I need to write. Um, that's great. But God didn't give you that spirit either all the time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, mean, it's, and it's, but it's also a way to process how you feel. Yes. Oh yeah. That's that's the biggest. Uh, And yeah, like the other day I came home, I had a rough day. I don't know, probably it was the beginning of this past week or something. And I just sat down with my guitar and you, I mean, and I went for what my friend calls a David, a David writing session. And <laughs> I already know what And you're just like, what the hell? Like, uh-huh. What's going, why? Just like, and it's, it's, it's categories under a lament, like mm-hmm. a song of lament. Something is just like, it's kind of like venting. <laughs> and I'll just sit there like God, what the heck are you doing? And then letting him answer that with truth about himself too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I had one of those the other day, and that's that's therapeutic for me. Yeah. Like for me to just like be heard mm-hmm. in my concerns and stuff by God, huge. That so, it's a game changer. Right now I'm learning I'm still learning like just chords and chord progression. So mm-hmm. I'm one way I've learned how to process how I feel is by um, I go literally go in my room and I go on I use this 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 website that gives me all kinds of chords for different songs and I find a song that I love or I feel like I need or I've heard you know that's just you know, something I've been thinking about throughout the day and I find the chords to it and just play it. And just in that has been very therapeutic because there's a, there's a, there's a release. Personally for me, when I, when I'm playing, there's a release that I feel physically of just like, a, just like a, you know, like something like you've been tightly wound all day or throughout whatever it is that you're going through. And just to find some form of release throughout, you know, your day and using you know, music yeah. as a way to not just only, you know, sit in your feelings, but also to play it out 
is a is a yeah. whole field. Yeah. yeah. Have to you can't you can't move from something you don't know you have to move from. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. You have to feel you have to like when I'm singing if I come home and I'm just playing and I'm like and I I wrote something this past week I'll actually share with you what I wrote mm-hmm. in a moment of vulnerability. And um and it's and it's talking about oh and because I just didn't I felt like alone you know like I just didn't see the what God was doing in this time and um and it's like oh why do I feel like I'm walking alone you say that you go before but I don't see you moving forward and I know it's true but I don't feel like it did before Mm. and just talking to God like look man I don't feel it Mm -hmm. and then making room and letting him reassure because mm-hmm. that where that can go wrong is when I say, Oh, well, you know, I don't feel it, so God's not moving, God's not doing this. Yeah. And that's yeah. when it becomes dangerous. But allowing him to answer because that's the thing, like I know it's true. I know God's moving. I don't feel it. And that's yeah. the thing. So letting that be the drive and not like a a denying part of you yeah. come into that. Well that's one, where it gets yeah. dangerous. One thing I'm I'm worth learning is how to not because obviously I feel a lot. Um, sometimes I feel like more than the average person should. <laughs> and you know, and it, I've definitely found my place stuck in those moments of like same thing what you're saying of like you know what I, what is going on. I don't feel it. I don't, you know, all those different things. And, you know, when people say, you know, well, you can't go too much on your feelings. And I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear what you just, just close your mouth. Just, just shut your face. Right. And, you know, you know, cause, but it's like, for, uh, for me to wait on a feeling sometimes is, I'm not gonna say dangerous, but I will say it's, it is me not, is me relinquishing sometimes responsibility from what I could be doing in that moment. And I'm not saying that's what you do. This is just me personally. Like, it's like, you know, sometimes we wait for a feeling and we're like, like, you know, and we stand there and we're like, you know, I don't feel yada, yada, yada. And it's like, okay, cool. But you know, I'm not always going to feel like waking up and going to work in the morning, but I still do it. I still have to do it. I don't always. And I know that's, yeah, like n- literally never. Like I just don't want to get up. But, you know, I don't always feel like writing. I the one the biggest resistance I feel throughout my day is knowing that I have to write every day and I don't do it. And it's because I just it's just like I don't feel like writing. But I know that I have to write and need to write, you know? You know, and it, even if it's just for a for 5 minutes, even if it's for an hour, 2 hours, 6 hours, 5 minutes, you just writing you know, like, mm-hmm. so, and I think for me, like I being so feeling based has sometimes crippled me from actually being disciplined. And also mm-hmm. and when I say discipline, not meaning like, you know, uh, the, you know, hardcore gritty discipline, it's just simply just getting up and doing something every day or just showing up. Mm-hmm. I read this book um, called Atomic Habits, highly recommend mm-hmm. great book. Um, and it just talks about that, like just, you know, just that whole basis of just showing up every day, like showing up, 
and it teaches you how to create habits and how to make them more fun, make them more attractive, make them more simple, make them more smaller, you know, and creating those, you know, creating all that stuff. But like, you know, where, where my feelings, I'll say it this way, where my feelings stop, that's where the discipline and the practice kicks in because I'm not always going to feel like doing something, but if I do it enough, I won't always have to wait for me to feel it because I have enough of discipline. And I'm talking to myself even right now in real time, because I'm not, I'm, I'm going to take, take this, you know, I'm taking, taking this away with me later on and like reminding myself that you're not always going to feel it. You're always going to have to, when those feelings stop, whether if it's in a relationship, whether it's in uh, you being an athlete, whether if it's in you practicing spiritual discipline, whether if it's you, you being a musician or artist, whatever, it's like, even with this, when I record a podcast, like, I don't know, I've recorded a bunch. I don't know if, you know, not all of them will come out, but, you know, I have enough and I've done it enough to develop it. And I've shown up every single day, you know what I'm saying? And that, I think, especially for us who are in ministry, um, you know, we have, we've waited, we've leaned too much on feeling and we lean too much on, and feeling is very important, but discipline is also important too. You know, like you can feel it. And but what, what happens when you don't feel it? We stop at, well, I don't feel it. Well, you don't have to feel it for it to be real. You know, you don't have to feel you don't have to feel God to know that he exists. If you believe in God, you don't have to feel, you know, his presence to know that he exists or not. You, but you know, like you, you talked about, like, you know, you know that he's real, you know, that he's doing something, you know, that he's up to something, all that to be said. So you don't have to stop at I, I, you know, I don't, I don't feel it because if that were the case, you didn't feel, I'm pretty sure there were days when you were working on the EP, you didn't feel like working on that dog on EP. Like, it was like, I don't feel it. <laughs> I see your face right now. Like, I don't feel it, but I still, you still showed up every day, you know, mm -hmm. to get it done. And yeah, that's, I liked what you were saying. Just, you don't need to feel God. And mm -hmm. because I think that's super important because if you just, if it was so based off that, you wouldn't need faith. Yeah. Faith wouldn't be a thing if you could just feel Yeah. Hey, thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Soul Look Podcast. Real quick, do me a favor, go like and subscribe to this podcast. Give it five stars, give it four stars, give it three stars. It's available on all streaming platforms, so I hope you go and subscribe. We drop every Thursday, so I hope you stick around with us. Also, make sure that you go follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's just kind and it's just a cool thing to do. Then you can stay in touch with all the updates and all the content that we'll be throwing up on Instagram and Facebook. I think I just said that at the solar podcast my guest this week jake nalapa for being here and good news guys he'll be back you can follow him though on instagram for now at jake underscore plays underscore guitar hope you enjoyed this week's episode of the solar podcast this is your host jay hayes i'm out see you later <laughs>